Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. This is the part two episode of Investigation at the National Railway Museum. So if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend you go check that out because it gives a little more context into what we're actually doing in this episode. So this episode is pretty much a paranormal investigation, or as much of an investigation that I wanted to include that I felt was interesting. I'm sure a lot of you listening to this uh, would be pretty familiar with what exactly goes on at a paranormal investigation, but I wanted to bring that whole element into an actual podcast and just to give a bit of a different uh, aspect of it, I suppose, to what actually goes on. I've been on a few before. I've been on a few in the past, and I just thought um, I would like to hear what one sounded like as a podcast. So it was a little bit of a a new thing for all of us involved. Massive thanks again to Alison and Cag from Hornet Horizons who spent many hours with us taking us around the National Railway Museum and letting us use their equipment and giving their expertise. And also a big thank you to the National Railway Museum in Adelaide as well for letting us uh, use their facility after hours. I guess the best way to do this episode is I'll talk a little now and then I'm going to play a bunch of the audio that we recorded on the night. And I suppose as well, I'll sort of edit myself in where I need to to give a bit of context because it can be quite a visual um, medium, I suppose, doing a paranormal investigation. So there's certain things that I just want to give a little more context about and anything that we sort of missed, um, I just want to put that out there now so that makes a little more sense. I just want to say as well, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast so you can keep in the loop when we do new episodes. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a blog at paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. We currently have some shirts available as well, but they are only available to the end of December. So if you are interested in those, jump on them now because they're going to—they're pretty much a one-off offer. So um, get in now while you can if you're interested. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So in part one, we sort of spoke about what we were going to be doing. And once again, this was new to all of us involved. You know, uh, I wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen because it's not on paper, you know, I suppose going out and doing this particular episode wasn't going to have an exact outcome, you know. It really depends. I wasn't sure on the activity that went on at the location and I wasn't too sure how active it was, you know, and 
not a, a really active location could be active a lot of the time, but you know, if you need it to perform in um, a sense of you know you're doing an interview there, uh, some sort of TV special, audio type radio special, um, it might not actually give you the sort of outcome. So keeping in mind, we weren't really sure what we we're even going to get. Um, I'm just going to say now we did have some happenings, uh, some that were recorded and some that weren't. Um, I guess they didn't cut through as much as I hoped they sort of would. Uh, some of the stuff too was a little visual, but um, when that's the case, I'll sort of explain what was kind of going on. But for the most part, um, it was a pretty quiet night. They do often have quite a bit of activity, but um, there's a lot of different reasons to why. It was an off night. Uh, normally no one is in the building uh, that time of the week and it was only a group of four of us, uh, five at one point where Andrew, the one of the volunteers at the museum, uh, joins us and gives his input as well. But it was a very, really small group of us. Normally, um, the place is a museum, so there's a lot of people who come through all day. And then when they do run these tours, you know, there could be up to 20 or so people uh, there. But it was just a really small group of us. Uh, we pretty much walked around the entirety of the museum to some spots where they have, you know, found some activity. So there's, um, I think I've included majority of them, but for anywhere that we kind of stood, did a bit of investigation that there wasn't anything that sort of happened. I've decided to cut it out just for timing reasons. And I know just listening to something where it's not going anywhere, um, you know, it's not really, it's not really worthwhile, but I did want to keep in the moments where we were just kind of doing the interview, just so you can kind of hear, um, sorry, doing the investigation, just so you can kind of hear what it is exactly that goes on. So we're in our first location. With CAG from Haunted Horizons. How are you doing? I'm Kag? fine, thanks. And you? Oh, doing all right. Excellent. So where are we at the moment? Uh, we're actually now in the baggage carriage. Great. So what has been some of the activity that's gone on in here? Um, well, the one uh, story that springs to mind, um, Craig, one of our guides, was here. And his group mainly consisted of females. Mm-hmm. And he had one male in the group. So he put all the females down this side of the carriage. And he went with other gentlemen on the other side. And it was very, very quiet. It was quite embarrassing. Nothing was happening at all. So he decided to leave his lone male and just come in here just to check on the ladies, see if they're okay. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, yeah, everything was fine. But they were really annoyed about the gentleman that he was with because he kept coming down the middle of this aisle here and setting off the REM pod down at the very end when the lights were flashing. It was making lots of noises. And they were very annoyed with him for doing that. And then Craig had to inform them that actually he hadn't moved. He'd been sat next to him the whole time. So we don't know who it was that was coming down here. What equipment have we got currently set up in here? Well, we have the REM pod at the end, which is, oops, that's the EDI. So that's the environmental detection instrument. Mm -hmm. Um, The yellow lights was flashing there to show there's a change in air pressure. And the blue light was to show us there's a sudden drop in temperature as well. Okay. Um, And again, again. it's flashing again. Um, So that one has lots of different equipment on that one. Um, yes, we've got the EDR, um, red pod at the end, which is a proximity device. Um, we put that right at the end of the carriage where it was set, set up before when we had the figure walking up and down here. The green lights are K2 metres or EMF metres, electronic magnetic frequencies or fields. They they change colour if anything yeah. goes towards them. Um, so we've just got those few bits out at the moment. We haven't got all the equipment out, we've just got one or two bits. That's great. What should we do sitting here now, do you think, to try to get some activity what would be the best i'm what i like to do is to ask out first introduce ourselves Mm -hmm. as well um just to be polite yeah and then 
ask if they'll do something and then just go quiet normally just for a minute or so. Okay, if there's anybody here, we don't wish you any harm, we don't wish you any disrespect whatsoever. Just want to communicate with you if possible. My name is Cag and tonight I've also got with me... Dylan. So if you are here, can you try and make a noise for us, please? That's just the... I've got an ovulus going now, which spits out random words. So can you um, either bang on the carriage, tap on a window, or go towards one of the many lights that we've got in the room, just make it change colour. We know there's been a gentleman that's seen walking up and down here. Would love it if you could do the same for us, please. Alright, so we just heard noises out. I'm just gonna make sure it's not. That's, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, we definitely just heard something coming just out in the shed, didn't we? Just gonna check, see what it was. Making sure it's not Andrew, the volunteer here. Nothing out there? There's nobody out there, but there's all the weird noises. I'm just wondering how to set up in that middle aisle. So as you can hear there, there's some faint moving from the outside of the carriage. And in person, that was so much more obvious than um, when I listened back to it while I was editing this. But you can sort of still hear as I amplify it and kind of clean it up a little bit, you can hear some sort of heavy movement. But in person, I must say, that was clear as day, someone uh, walking uh, sort of behind us off to the back of the building. Mm. By the way, it's like fishing. If you're not getting any bites, then you move on. Yeah. But yeah. there is a... I thought there was flaps at the back. You know how you've got the flaps down there? Yeah. And they can sound like footsteps down that end. Mm. I thought there was flaps at this end. Because I could hear what sounded like uh, movement. Mm. And they're off with it also. I went along the end to look down. There aren't any flaps. And I thought from the noise, it sounded like the noise from the other end. Because that first noise was definitely quite heavy, almost heavy. you could say. That right? wasn't building noise either. Mm. That was different. Yeah, Andrew's nowhere. He's not out there. And the one thing we are proud of, nobody ever puts anything on. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, there is building noise as well, but there's that subtle other noise that isn't yeah. so much. Could be worth going down that end, going down... What, the, the second, the next... Where the brake van is. Yeah, going down there. And what we found also, is we always thought it was just the brake van that was causing all the activity. Yeah. But they took the brake van out on one occasion because they have their own open days and stuff, so they moved the carriages out. And we were still getting stuff happening in that spot. So it's, I don't think it's so much with the with the carriage, but more with the that area where it stands. Okay. Uh, might be worth yeah. setting up there. That's the interesting thing about this place, isn't it? So when you come and do a tour, you're never quite sure what the train carriages are going to be. No, you can't. <laughs> they moved everything on the airport. <laughs> That's funny. You have to it. So one of the most common things that we get in here when we're walking around is the sound of ballast. Now, ballast are the small rocks you see on the lines or on the tracks there. And what you hear quite often in here is this. That noise. 
as if somebody's dropped one of the bits of ballast. Um, what we found out just recently is that that was a signal in the old days when they were working on the tracks that if the bosses were coming or a supervisor, they would alert the others up the track a little bit further by dropping the ballast and they would hear it up the track, so it was like an alert. But we get quite a bit of that in here. So we've just moved over from that carriage, sort of in the, I suppose, in the middle of the building where we were hearing some noises before. Mm-hmm. So we'll just wait and see if we can... Uh, hear anything else I suppose and it is a waiting game so when we're investigating what we would do is we would do what we call an EVP burst that and noise of flaps it's the other noise it's the noise here it sounds like flaps this side but there's no flaps here no no, no. metal's different when the metal contracts you can hear it going it's a real because metal gives mm-hmm. and it pings um, that sounded more like the yeah the ballast. That last one was a metal. You get used to it. You get used to the different sounds. Sounds, yeah. So you you know what's natural. You know what the building sounds like, and then there'll be another sound. You just go, yeah, that one I got. Yeah, that's what I said. The flaps up there. I thought there was flaps because it sounded like somebody moving around up there, yeah. like it does down that end. Mm-hmm. But there isn't any flaps. I went to have a look. So. All right, so if we're investigating, what we'll do is we'll do an EVP burst, which means we all ask questions. Yep. We leave a gap. And then after all that, we do play it back so that you get to hear whether we've got anything as well. Okay. So we can all try that. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so with EVP, a couple of rules. One, if you make a sound, just say, that was me. Yep. Because that can obviously sound like we forget our brains forget sounds random sounds we've made in about (laughs) since you've made them you probably just forget you've done it so what we do is we do what we call tagging so just tag that was me if your stomach rumbles just say that was my stomach because it sounds like the best demon voice ever so it's just tagging we're trying to get to what is harder to explain and what is natural so um i also like to introduce ourselves with our first question okay it's polite if there is anything here then it's always polite to introduce yourself. So I can start it off, so I'll introduce myself, because I haven't been in here for a long time, apart from Saturday. Been a few months since I was in here. So just wondering, if there is anybody in here with us tonight, can you give us your name, please? Or let us know that you're here. Hello, I'm Dylan. If there's anyone here with us, Did you work on any of the locomotives that are surrounding us? Hi, my name is Cag. If you can see us, can you tell me how many people are in this group now, please? We thought you might be with this carriage here, but when it was removed, people actually did see you, still in the same spot. Did you have an accident? In this spot? That wasn't metal. What the? That's not metal. Could you let us know that you're here by picking up some of the ballast and dropping it? Somebody's whistled in here before. A couple of times we've heard men whistling. 
by whistle. Very badly. Um, thank you. There we go. Can you copy that, please? If you have to say anything, thank you. I'm going to listen back. So what we would do now is we listen back to that. Um, if it was just an investigation, I'd take it home and yep. listen to it. But we like our guests to not wonder for the next yep. six years. I wonder <laughs> if we ever got anything on that. So what we do is we play it back. So I can start it off. So I'll introduce myself because I haven't been in here for a long time, apart from Saturday. It's been a few months since I was in here. So just wondering if there is anybody in here with us tonight. Can you give us your name, please? Or let us know that you're here. We thought you might be with this carriage here, but when it was removed, people actually did see you still in the same spot. Did you have an accident in this spot? That's more that like was that's not metal. New bites. I think the other good one I had that I remember is I was standing out here and some of the people were in the carriage here and they were trying to get a response. So they were knocking, making the three knocks. And they're going, can you repeat this? And they were inside, so they're banging away. And then they'd ask again, bang, bang, bang. But what they, did, what they didn't hear is I was out here, they're banging in here, in there. And then just after they banged... On one of the times, I got over in the corner there, bang, 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 like that. <laughs> it's like they didn't hear it because they were in there. Yeah. It's like I got that on audio. It's like cool. All right, if there is anybody here. Can you let us know, please? I'd love to chat to you. That noise beforehand sounded like that fencing there. Moving. That fencing was moving on um, Saturday. Okay. It's rattles and it shouldn't be. See what it sounds like. That's the other thing. See what mm. sounds on. It's a good idea. No, because that would be a. That's a real metal. Yeah. That's not the sound we were hearing. So at this point, as you could probably hear, we're standing out in one of the sheds by a bunch of coaches, and. Listening back to this, uh, you can kind of hear this almost like a banging sound and um, you hear CAG mention that it might be a fence and we sort of do a little debunking. It didn't sound like that. But listening back, it, it does sound like someone moving something, I think. like It always reminds me of like a um, if someone was sort of walking on something metallic in a sense. Um, I'm not sure if it is anything, but it's something that you don't hear in the building at any other time, really. So I've just amplified it anyway, uh, and I'll play it again here. I'm not sure if it is anything, but it was just something that um, we all seemed to notice and then we didn't seem to find a solution for it. So here it is anyway. We have heard you in here before. 
And then there again, it almost sounds like the same sort of sound to me anyway, again. And as you can hear, we sort of stop and uh, make note that we're sort of hearing something. Has to be definite. So right here, Alison knocks and asks uh, for a response. And we didn't hear this at the time, but uh, in this next bit of audio, I can clearly hear three really small knocking sounds. Um, once again, I can't say that this is actually in response to uh, Alison's question, but uh, it's just something that stood out to me when I was listening back to this and thought I'd point it out anyway. What if I do this? You repeat that. I have heard you do it before. Only once, but... It's so subtle, but as you can just hear right there, just those three little knocks. So those last few bits aren't anything too insane. They're just little things that I wanted to put in anyway. I think it's worth mentioning, things I heard. The first uh, bit of audio uh, of the moving, that was clear as day in person, just take my word for it, that it did sound like there was someone walking quite heavily throughout the building. Uh, we now moved to the other shed where we originally started, uh, where the carriage was where we did the part one interview, which we do end up in again as well. Uh, we get some activity in there, so wait for that. Uh, the next little bit of uh, activity, I think, is a little more hard hitting as well. This is where we have a people as we're walking down here. Yep. So that's the far end when we're standing here doing a tour. Um, you could have a group of 20 people. Ten of them will see a figure mm -hmm. down the end, a tall figure with a, with a hat. Um, the other half won't. Okay. They don't have to be together either. It's really strange. Um, as well as the person that follows the tour around as well. Okay. Um, and also when we get them to walk down there, I would say, how often do they feel a cold spot? It's more often than not, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and we don't tell them. We just walk down there and ask if, you, if there's a, anything that they feel. And, yeah, most of them will say that they've felt that cold spot. Even on the hottest of days. Yeah. I mean, it's not every time we get it, but it's, I would say more often than not we get it. And even on the hottest of days, you'll get a cold spot that can be several degrees colder than anywhere else. We haven't worked it out, but we've looked for doors, we've looked for... It sounded like that uh, thing when you put your head yeah. close to it. Um, but if when we've looked for doors, we've looked for windows, we've looked for breezes, there is no doors or windows or breezes that can cause it, so we don't know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The other story we've had here as well is ever so often you will have these sets of staircases so that people can get up onto the carriage because obviously they're quite high. Um, they're doing a tour one day. They were down this end and um, they heard a noise from the far end. So they sent Andrew the volunteer down to go and see what it was. Um, one of our guides went down with him. Um, she came back and she decided to go up the set up the stairs for some reason, which was about halfway down um, this platform. She went up, she was stood there looking down at the rest of the group and for some reason she kept standing there and then looking behind her but looking up. And she did that a couple of times. While she was stood there, somebody um, in the group went up to Craig, who was the guy that night, and said, uh, who's that behind her? They could see a tall oh. person stood behind her. But, you know, she said she looked around a couple of times and then she just came down the stairs and she started walking back to the group and they thought she was going to stop and say something, but she didn't. She just carried on and walked past the group. So they had to stop her and they said, oh, you know, what was going on? And she said, oh, it's really strange. She said, I walked up there. She said, I felt as though there was somebody a lot taller behind me that I kept looking at, but there was nobody there. Wow. But there were a few people in the group that actually saw it, so. There you go. And that story about this carriage. Oh, my story. <laughs> <laughs> I know my story. I'm. I used to be um, one of Alison's regulars mm-hmm. on the tour. I've not, I've not always worked for her. Uh, one of the times I came here as a guest, um, there was a very small investigation group. Um, there were three males and two females. Um, so they decided to split us up. So the three males went into this uh, caboose carriage, and um, I went into the ladies' carriage. Um, very quiet, nothing was happening whatsoever. So we thought, oh, well, let's get together and we'll meet back up here. So we came back to the caboose carriage and we called to the guys and said, OK, guys, you want to come out now and we'll go somewhere else. Um, now, I saw the three people come out the carriage. as my husband, my son and the, the husband of the woman I was with. I saw all three of them come out the carriage. My husband and my son came out this side of the carriage and her husband came out, went out the other side. And she said to me, oh, where's my husband? I said, oh, I've just seen him. He's just got out that side of the carriage. I got my torch on and I looked underneath. I could see his legs walking along the other side of the carriage. And I said, it's OK, he's going to come round from behind the carriage. Um, he didn't, he actually came from the opposite direction. They came round the corner. He wasn't on the carriage at all with them. So who I saw, I really don't know. But he was dressed, I could tell he's got light trousers, he's got dark shoes. Yeah. Don't know who I saw. Wow. Very strange. So it'd be nice if the figure would turn up tonight, just so we could see you. It definitely does feel a bit colder here, like almost like all the air. 
Yeah. Do you feel that? You see, I know there's doors around here, but there's no drafts coming from the doors. And it's a really warm night. Why would it be suddenly cold just in, you know? And even though there is a door here, it started back with yes, this engine, right you know? With the engine in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, um... Yeah, oh, and it's like right here. Yeah. Can you feel that? There is a massive difference from here to here. No, there's a difference too, isn't there, between just like a temperature drop and almost something that doesn't feel like something that makes you feel uncomfortable, I think. So again, this is a platform behind people seeing a figure um, go straight across. Um, we've had a group here, again with our guide Craig. Um, they thought they heard, they saw somebody down the, the far end. So... Andrew and a few of our guests started to walk down this platform. They got so far down and there's actually a little cart with suitcases on and the suitcases were wobbling. Mm -hmm. But they're actually all tilted, they can't move. Um, another time we came here, people could see a figure. Um, so Craig went down the other side, stood opposite where they said the figure was, but he couldn't see anything at all. But there was a lot of people said they could see a figure standing there. So this is the suitcases. Okay. But as you can see, they're all tipped. Yeah. So for these to rattle, and nobody's been anywhere near them, and they were doing that before when they got to here, so... So at this point, we had Andrew, a volunteer at the museum, join us, and I decided to ask him uh, about a few of his experiences because he is there by himself quite a lot. He has to lock up, so we had him come on, and we also had him to join our group because, you know, having another, um, especially another male... Um, involved as well because we we're about to go into um a carriage where it was only meant for females so having another male in that carriage might actually start something so it was really good to have him join in so this is me asking him about some of his experiences at the museum one of the ones that for me really kind of got me started in this first up was i've been doing this for a long time now i've been doing this as a volunteer since 93 been trained through the processes and when it, when it comes to things like lockups, we used to have a caretaker, he'd tell you lots of stories and eventually you get into the role and you actually start doing that and you can kind of see and learn some of the stuff. I've had experiences here of hearing footsteps, uh, seeing shadows, uh, vaporous blobs, audible noise, audible words peering out of nowhere. So one of the things in doing this in such a long time, you get a really broad spectrum of everything. Uh, is there anything that sort of really stands out to you that I suppose one of those moments where you could just not explain it whatsoever? For me personally, I reckon one of the best ones we actually uh, had was on one of the investigations. We were walking between the two pavilions and there was a group of us and we all actually quite audibly heard, you know, a very old audio PA call that would have been on the PA back in the day when this was actually a working rail yard. So that one there was always one that's been really interesting. But the other one that's also surprises us is we don't necessarily also get stuff at night. We also tend to get stuff during the day as well. So and having had experience with some of the stuff during the day, that can be a quite an eye-opening experience too. Yeah, definitely. So how does, it, how does the activity differ uh, during the day to at night, would you say? 
One of the things I will say about during the day, it's a lot harder to notice during the day. You've really got to be in the right place at the right time to experience it. One of the beauties of especially investigating at night, as you can hear, it's you know nice and quiet around, so you can hear a pin drop. So you're a little bit more attuned to it, where during the day you've got all the background noise and you know, you're also doing stuff. So it's a very hard one to focus on, but every now and again it does kind of pop through. Locking up one night, I'm by myself on site and I've actually in this pavilion and I've virtually locked everything up and I've gone to the front door and this was actually during the same kind of time at the moment, daylight savings, so locking up you've still got plenty of light. So I'm, I'm shutting the front door and you just kind of get this feeling behind you that there's something standing there and it's... The first time you experience it, it's rather off-putting so you kind of turn around and have a bit of a look and... Behind me, I've got this outline of a human, just all solid black, just standing there in the middle of the daylight. So you kind of look back, think, do, do a double take and it's gone. And the first thing that goes through your mind is, what did I just see? You know, and even to this day, I still really can't give you a really rational explanation as to what it was. But yeah, it's one of those ones for me that has been really eye-opening and it's the kind of stuff that makes you really want to do it more. Yeah, definitely. I know Alison mentioned earlier that there's even been times where you've, you've thought that there's been someone who's like broken in, that, you know, there's... Yeah, we've had that a couple of times, yeah. But, you know, I guess it's that. Which is always the, the good one, especially in doing the job. You know, I'm usually the person that actually has to go suss it out and then come back with the bad news or, in some cases, the good news that, no, we don't have anyone on site, but I have no irrational explanation as to what everyone saw, so... Sometimes you can actually deliver the good news without even realising it. <laughs> so after this, we did a little more investigating out on the platform by the bags. And I think we might have had two really small K2 little spikes, but nothing uh, in that probably 20 minutes that we were standing there that's really worth mentioning. So then we went back to the carriage where we conducted the original interview in part one. Yeah, we had, a, we had Victorian nights here just for something different for our guests. We only hold them about twice a year. Yeah, specials. Specials. Um, so we do all the different things that they used to do during the Victorian era, which is like table tipping, glass divination. One of the things we do, we come in here and we do scrying, which is where we have, everybody has a mirror. And obviously we can't have candles in here, but I get the little battery-operated ones that flicker, so it looks like a real candle. And we get them to sit. Uh, it takes a lot of patience. You sit in front of the mirror and you just stare at your reflection. And the amount of times we've had people completely freaking out because of who they're seeing staring back at them. Yeah. Um, and it can be from a person, different sex, different age. Um, the last time we were here was only on Halloween. Uh, one of them was saying that the, she had, um, there's three people looking back at her. One was a very young male. Another one was a young female with a, a black veil over her eyes. Um, I had another gentleman once, um, he thought it was going to be a load of rubbish, he was just going to do it because that's what everybody else was doing. So he sat in front, I was staring at his mirror and then he started to freak out because he was staring at his reflection, but the eyes on the reflection looked right and then looked back at him yeah. and his eyes hadn't moved. And then, um, say again, from the last Halloween, there was a, um, one of our regulars sat down and she said what was staring back at her was a young male and all down one side of um, its face was all burnt. Wow. So we have lots of really, really strange mm. things happening um, during that. It's been quite interesting. Mm. All right, so could we have some refreshments, please? 
Love to know why you stand down the end of this carriage. Why don't you come and join us up here? We're going to harm you. James, are you here tonight? Maybe George. So at this point, we heard some footsteps. Uh, you probably didn't hear it just then because it's really hard to hear, but I'll boost the audio and you'll hear some footsteps uh, from outside the carriage. Yeah, but it wasn't in here, it was it? No, coming down the carriage, coming down the, the corridor. If I was going to make a comment to you, I'd try the lounge car. Yeah. I can hear the strings squeaking. Yeah. Whoa, cool. hello. Yeah, for the audio, the EDI temperature and air pressure just went off, which just indicates there's a quick change. What was that last name you said? Was it George? George. Is George here? Well, did you want us to go down to the lounge car? If you want us to go down there, do you want to flash the lights for us? That was a whistle, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. We're not sure what that last sound was, whether it was a whistle. Maybe you can do it again, please. Just so we know. Were you proud to work in this carriage? Did you enjoy your job here? If you did, can let us know by making a noise, please. Andrew said about going to the women's car, the lights light, lit up. Does that mean you want us to go up there? So just listening back to some of that again, I sort of get like goosebumps, I have to say. it's. Um, I think the recording, unfortunately, really doesn't do it justice to what we had heard. Um, there were some more footsteps there as well, which I'll replay, um, but they're not they're really hard to hear, to be honest. The whistling, um, if I hadn't heard it with my own ears, I would probably toss it up to just being a bird. But when we heard it there, that thought didn't even cross our mind. Uh, it didn't sound like a bird. I think listening back, it's easily maybe to think it could have been, but it was coming from inside the shed. Um, we were in a carriage inside a shed um, and it was definitely, it doesn't, it, maybe, I don't know, I guess it's hard because birds have like a whistling sort of tone, but then so do people. I think too, the fact that um, it's been known for a spirit to whistle, it sort of adds a little more to that. But I think in the moment, uh, I can honestly say it wasn't a bird. Listening back now, I can almost second guess myself, but listening to it, I feel the feeling that we sort of had there where I was actually, I was sort of blown away, to be honest. Um I even mentioned to someone at work that I was going out and recording this podcast and 
I played him some audio that you can find on the um, Haunted Horizons website of uh, a whistling ghost. I said, oh, imagine if we catch a, the ghost whistling and fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I think we, we may have potentially. Um, so let's hear the whistling and the footsteps um, from that little bit of recording from that uh, dining car. Also just here, it's almost worth mentioning, um, maybe like a minute after that whistle uh, was initially heard, um, Cag was asking another question. Just at the end, I can almost just hear this high-pitched whistle as well, just underneath her talking. Um, So I'll play it. I don't know if it actually is the same thing that we heard earlier, but it's just worth mentioning that it's almost like this, I don't know, it definitely sounds like some sort of whistle, but it sounds a lot closer as well. Have a listen. If you did, can let us know by making a noise, please. 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 In this last part, uh, I'll play a little bit of the audio, uh, but it's really a visual thing. So uh, I think we may have mentioned earlier about the cat balls, um, you know, where they're, you know, pet, like toys for your pets. And I guess your cat would, you know, play with them, beat the ball around, it lights up, you know, real fun. Um, we had these, uh, maybe three of them. Uh, on the floor in um, the women's car and it took us ages. We were in there for quite a while and we started talking to what we suppose would be a young child spirit and one of the balls actually lit up uh, right in front of us. I actually wish I was filming on my phone um, because I was doing that at certain times but when, when you're filming just the darkness for so long and, you know, you kind of just stop but it's actually really rare for these balls to go off as um, you'll kind of hear them talk about. But we also do a little bit of uh, debunking as well and we found we couldn't actually get the balls to light up um, from us physically like stamping our feet. Um, so here's a little bit of that audio anyway, just you know, so you can kind of hear us in that moment. But I think that was one of the big moments of like these balls are actually really hard uh, to get them to light up. So something must have interacted with it in some way right in front of our eyes. Who are some of the definite people that in your mind you think that um, you know that they have passed and that they're here still? Is there... Well, um, one of the candidates would be... Knife, knife people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's reassuring. I could think of... Oh, I could think of... Actually, somebody did get knifed. Forgotten his name, but he did get stabbed. There's a case of that at the station. It was easy. Easy. Well, it's easy to stab people. Raised. Raised. Um, James Gray would be one that died here 1893, I think it was, or thereabout. Don't quote me on the year, but it's the 1890s. And he used to be a supervisor here at the station. And unfortunately, a train was taking off from the station and he decided that he wanted to catch it. And he did what he told everybody else not to do, safety-wise, and that is he jumped onto it while it was moving, lost his footing and ended up under the train. Mm-hmm. And when they got to him, he was still conscious for about 10 minutes. And they didn't have the heart to tell him his arm was now metres up the track. <laughs> so it's like he thought he'd broken his back. So we have had James, the name James come out, but there was about three or four Jameses that died in this area. So it could be any one of them. 
refer James would refer to. It's hard, it's, with, it's like with Zed Ward, it would be hard to pin down the exact person it could be when you've got so many that died. If you're in a building where you've only had maybe one, two deaths, then you can pretty much narrow it down to being those people. Yeah. But when you've had 20 odd deaths in the area, and that was just looking for the first hour, it could be many more, um, to say, well, are all 21 here, or which one of those 21 are a candidate? And that's where it becomes hard when you've had more than one death, or more than two deaths. Makes sense? Mm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could make a stab at it, but if all they're getting is a first name on your audio, then it's hard. Zed Ward, we had over 80 deaths in, from what, 1888 to 1916. Who's there? <laughs> it's like, well, choose from 80 people. <laughs> it's like, that was just in the early years. It's really difficult to pin who it is. All right, so what I've had in here is we generally will put the men in here. We're now in the women's section, or the women's car. So we would normally put the men in here to see if we can wind things up a bit. And then we would put the women in the men's section just to see if we can get a reaction arise from that. And one of my guys was in here with a couple of guys and they were getting rather male chauvinist pig type attitude. And they were demanding that they have their sandwiches now and their cup of tea now. And on the audio, and what they heard audibly was the chink of a china cup. Sounds like a china cup being put down on the table in front of them. So another time I was in here filming, I just caught it out of the corner of my eye, but everybody who was sitting over there saw it. Um, one of these curtains wasn't tied up like that. It was off the thing. I'm standing here filming. They're trying to get things happening. And the curtain just lifted right up like that. Right. And then went back down. The thing is, we're internally in a carriage. Yeah. The windows aren't open. We're in a big shed, so the chances of any breeze at all lifting that curtain up is going to be absolutely, yeah, nil. So, we thought we heard somebody in here earlier. So we've come in. Sorry, we've brought some men in with us. Hope that's not going to upset you too much. If it does, and you want the men out, you're going to have to let us know. Often. Yeah, we often do put men in here. Mm -hmm. Do you like having the men in here? Maybe it makes a change. Got a new man in here tonight. His name's Dylan. And there wouldn't have been children in here? Um, quite possibly, yes. People were saying they were picking up on a child during the Victorian night in here. There any children in here tonight? Oh, we have a K2. Yeah, where? On my on this table near me. Oh, okay. If you're here, can you just go towards the lights again for me? Just let me know that you're here. I might have some toys. Do you want to get some toys out for you? If you want a toy, can you make the light go all the way? To Oh, are you hungry? I haven't got any lollies, darling. If you go towards that green light and make it go to orange, I can get you a toy out so you can play with. Can you make it go all the way to orange? 
and try really, really hard for me. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Can you make that ball move? Can you roll it for me? Can you show me how clever you are when we get that ball to roll? That would be so clever if you could do that for me, please. The ball was unusual, though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. all around America, all around England. The ball's never went off, obviously. No. <laughs> I've only ever really had them go off at the hospital. Yeah, I've got one on my phone, haven't I? With that one. Yeah, with that baby. Yeah, you've got to admit, that, that was pretty cool. Because mm. nobody was moving at the time either, so... No. Well, the other one also is that if it was someone else moving, one of the other two would have triggered. Yeah, yeah. And the geophone, but it was only localised in that, in that ball, one spot. Yeah. So you're almost triangulating it. Mm. So the geophone goes off before the ball does. Even though it's down my feet. Pretty hard to... I'm the closest to the ball. So just out of curiosity, I'm sitting cross-legged at the moment, so if I put my foot down. Mm -hmm. Geophone, that'll look good. You're not even setting one on the next to your door. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to do with these balls going to go? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the balls actually take a lot more effort. Mm. Mm. There's you, don't they? Because, I mean, this one's right next to me here, and I'm always right on it. Yeah, and the only way I can get it is to actually to touch it. it. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much for spending some time and coming right. on the podcast. Where can people find all of your content links? Yeah, like look, the, I mean, the best place to start, obviously, is our website. Mm -hmm. um, we have a YouTube channel, and Facebook is where we put a lot of the stuff. Um, we even do live investigations when we do go overseas Great. so people can actually follow us and investigate with us awesome. from the Facebook page. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again. That's all right. Thank you very much. So my final thoughts on uh, doing an investigation at the... National Railway Museum. Well, it was definitely a lot of fun. It was great to uh, actually have a private tour and a uh, private investigation. Uh, once again, massive thank you to Haunted Horizons and also the National Railway Museum for um, having us in. I think it was quite. It was a really quiet night. I think um, that's what sort of CAG and Allison, you know, kept sort of telling us. But at the same time, you know, that is always the way where especially when you're trying to capture something um, for, you know, I guess, because this is um, it's for a medium, right? You know, it's not just for, uh, I guess, enjoyment or thrill um, for people there in the moment. This is actually being recorded and people could, you know, listen to it over and over again. It's it's a bit of a different experience, you know, so you do want something to happen if, um, if it will. But I think two, well, I guess three things. I can take away is that we definitely heard footsteps um, and footsteps, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but when you're in a location and you know that the only people who have access to that building are currently like within your reach and you're hearing people walking around, it is uh, extremely uncomfortable. Um, so footsteps, I think are always a big one, uh, especially when they're really clear, you know, um, like we did here. And unfortunately, I don't think that really came across in the audio, but you just have to take, take my word for it. Um, second of all, that whistle, you know, once again, um, there's 
there could be a lot of explanations, but in the moment, once again, hearing that, uh, it really was clear as day. And the fact there was sort of known to sort of have some sort of whistling type spirit um, all adds to the fun of that as well. And third of all, that cat ball, which obviously you didn't get to see, that was weird, I have to say. Um, and Cag showed me video on her phone afterwards of uh, the ball actually moving in um, one of their other locations as well, like it physically twitching, like not being rolled across the floor, but actually like as if someone was touching it. You know, it's um, it's unreal. Um, so I definitely think there's more to this location, you know. I can't say for sure, um, but... I think this is what is interesting, that this is the real deal kind of paranormal investigation, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of audio I didn't include. We were there for three, three and a half hours um, and what the podcast is like 30 minutes, you know, so there's a lot of stuff where nothing happens. I sort of included um, parts which, you know, did have like did have things happen, you know. Um, so I don't know. I hope, you know, you guys can get something out of it. It was It was honestly a trial. You know, um, I'd love to do more. Um, they definitely have some more interesting locations, but, you know, it's not easy to sort of get because we are media, you know, it's I completely get that, you know, people don't like um, journalists and all of those sort of, you know, media type people snooping around and using it for content. I completely get it. So the fact that we were able to do what we could do uh, is absolutely incredible. Um, so I guess... Overall, I think it was a really interesting experience and there was, I think, a few things that um, make you question uh, what's sort of, you know, what's going on. But I don't know, what do you guys think? Let me know if you enjoyed this episode because it was really fun. Um, it, it's a fair bit of effort, I must say. This episode was meant to come out a few weeks ago, but it's the end of the year. I have been actually probably the most stressed I've been all year just, you know, um, with everything, you know, just trying to finish up for the year and you know, um, so the podcast had to sort of wait, but it was good that I, had, I managed to take a bit of time. Now I'm on holidays to actually finish this episode, get it up. And I have to say, this is going to be the last episode for 2018 as well. So um, didn't get to podcast as much this year, but as uh, I've sort of stated, there's been a lot of change um, this year and it's just literally hasn't been an option to actually record. Um, I'm actually back um in Queensland in the studio which I started the podcast in currently so it's good to have a bit of time at the moment just to work on some content for 2019 but it is um it is definitely something I want to get back into more now that I'm a little more settled but thank you guys so much for a great year um I really do appreciate you all coming back and you know messaging me asking me when episodes are coming out and giving me your feedback on things and you know actually telling me what you want to hear because you know I don't know half of what's going on out there so you guys letting me know like talk about this you know look into this it's actually um it really helps me out um with finding some interesting content to bring to you but um as i said i have i can't say this anymore thank you to everyone who um helped me make uh this two-part podcast episode it's been really fun really something different and i hope to do some more location recording type podcasts because it's just it's just nice to interact with people physically. This was the first interview I've ever done for the podcast where I've been face-to-face with someone. So it was actually really cool to, you know, they're there, so you have to, you know, be engaged and, you know, you can read their body language. It's actually really, um, it made interviewing a lot easier, actually. It's a bit, it's hard to read people, you know, over the internet, but I want to do more things like this. But, you know, 
as you as you guys uh, know, just let me know what you want to hear because I'm making the content for you and for myself, you know, because I, I love this stuff. But uh, thank you. Before I waffle on anymore, uh, please uh, check out all of our Haunted Horizons links. Please go check out any of our previous episodes. Uh, feel free to subscribe. Leave us a review, um, depending on your if the podcast hosting platform you use allows you to do that. It will actually really help us out. Uh, and guys, just thank you so much. Um, as I said, for a great year, I'm really, really appreciative of everything everyone does. Um, you'll play your little part, so it's uh, really greatly appreciated. So have a great holiday season uh, and a great um, New Year's, and I'll catch you in another podcast episode real soon. Thanks. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.